Hi everybody, this is Sarah Lalji, and you're listening to Step Back and Receive. Hi everyone, good morning. Um, today is, I think Thursday, yeah, happy Thursday. Um, I hope everyone's having a great morning so far and a nice week. Um, I've been writing my podcast and I just wanted to come on here and share something with you guys. So, um, today's topic is reinventing yourself after trauma. (sighs) So trauma, it keeps coming back. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but you're never fully healed. Life is just that fucked up at times, and shit just keeps coming back. Like, you think you are in this healing process, and, like, you feel like you're really winning, you're getting over that trauma, and then all of a sudden, boom, The universe sends a person in your way or an experience and then those negative, nasty feelings come back. Like, for example, when my relationship ended, I was celibate for almost two years as I couldn't even look at another person yet experience any sort of intimacy with anyone. And I thought I was, like, reinventing myself. And, you know, what happened, years went by, and I finally, finally started to let go of this person. And I thought to myself constantly, like, yeah, I don't care anymore about this person. I don't care about what happened, how the relationship ended. Like, I did not have any negativity or hatred in my heart towards this person or our relationship or anyone that affected affected me negatively during that um, relationship and experience. So I thought, wow, like, it's over, you know? I'm over this traumatic experience. I'm over this person. It's all good. Like, I'm a new person now. I am living my life. Those people can't affect me anymore because I'm so successful. Um, It's a new day. Like, I can actually talk to guys again. I can start dating again. I can, you know, be intimate with somebody. Like, I do not have feelings for this person. So my life is all good. And then years go by and then you know you kind of get off that high and then you start to settle into your life and your routine and then you realize oh shit I am still single and this person that I was with is with another person now and how the fuck did he find a girlfriend faster than me you know like how did he get into a relationship faster than me like I was the one that was so hurt and I cannot believe this like you know he even said so himself like I will rebound and find somebody better and blah 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 and you know all of a sudden it's kind of a competition you know and you are single and 
still going through your everyday routine and then you see all your friends find people and get married and then you know people that have gotten out of relationships and they've met their person right away and you're still sitting here like fucking single like single as fuck that sometimes you go on days without even like texting anybody because you just don't have time or you don't have anyone to text but you know what that is like you're you're single and the feeling of never finding someone creeps in and oh no it's like I feel like I'm starting over again and I keep telling myself that maybe I am not over this experience like maybe I haven't learned my lesson maybe the universe wants to punish me and you start feeling bad about yourself and you keep going back and forth and thinking about that previous relationship and like what if it could work out and maybe you wouldn't be alone. Um, you know, I just keep telling myself maybe I'm, I'm just not over that experience and I question it. So it's kind of like trauma is sort of still lingering on. And the point I'm trying to make is that you're not fully healed just because you let go of that person and that experience, right? Like there are still things that will come up and trigger you. Um, or another example is when at work, you know, I have um, monthly calls with a mentor and we just kind of chit chat and it's very therapeutic for both of us. And I remember our last call, um, my mentor asked me, what my weaknesses are or it was some kind of conversation that we were having and I straight up admitted like these are my weaknesses and I you know I said for example like I hate hate speaking on the phone sometimes and I hold myself back from sharing my opinions which I find to be really funny because when my girlfriends tell me that they're going through these types of experiences as well, I tell them like, oh my gosh, like why? Like you're so smart, you're so successful, your opinion matters, like you should just lean in, you should just say what you're totally feeling. And yet I find myself repeating the same things. Like I also have fear of stepping more into the phone call or the conversation or interrupting somebody and I realized, and I was telling my mentor this, like, I hate speaking on the phones. And the re- the reason why I hold myself back is because when I was in Pakistan or Pakistan, um, why am I saying Pakistan? It's Pakistan. Uh, I was abused at school. So a lot of you guys don't know, or maybe you do. It's very common over there. And I don't know if it's true anymore. I I don't think it is. But at that time when I was growing up and when my parents were growing up at school, they used to hit children when they were misbehaving. So I do have certain experiences that I can relate to back home where I felt like I was just called out at school for no reason. Like, it's just... Uh, like a control and power tactic, you know, like I remember I was slapped in, um, in front of my whole class one time in first grade. And I don't even remember if I did anything wrong, but that sort of fear kind of lingers on. So like when I'm at work or in like a 
you know, like an important meeting, uh, I always fear speaking up because I feel like someone's going to yell at me or someone's going to attack me. So I, I get in this like defense mode. And that is like trauma that is lingering on. I don't know how to solve it. I don't know how to fix it. Um, you know, my mentor even asked me like, well, what next? And I said, honestly, it's just me recognizing this and telling myself, you know what, today I'm just going to share my fucking opinion in this meeting because it matters, you know, and other traumatic experiences I had was when I came to America and honestly, people were mean, like really, really mean. People were privileged and they would throw that in your face and I still remember all of that. Um, Anyways, I, I feel like we all sort of have our own experiences. And the thing is that these experiences hold you back from stepping forward. And we all have this in common. And, you know, I realized that the way I was trying to heal myself was reading and listening to all this, like, self-help garbage Um, which is kind of funny because at the time that I was healing, um, what am I saying? Like we're all healing like through life. But at that time when I thought I was trying to get over a certain experience, like I was so enthusiastic about all of the self, self help, like podcasts and, you know, like books and different authors, which Also, like, this is kind of like a self-help thing, too. But, you know, I'm trying to keep it real. And this is just my experience. I am not being all, I'm not trying to be all preachy. But I could come off as that. Um, But, again, this is just a way for me to let out my own feelings. And then you may relate to it. But the self-help I was uh, listening to like those audiobooks and YouTube videos and whatever, like Instagram videos, and reading all these quotes from motivational speakers. They would just tell you to step outside of your comfort zone, recite some sort of prayer, and again, just tell you to believe that you're better. Um, and I just... I don't know how to explain this to you, but I just want to say, like, if that works for you, that's great. It did work for me at that time, but as I've gotten older, just come more into the self-awareness of who I am and where I'm at in life, I'm like, no way. (laughs) Like, no. That, (coughs) excuse me, sorry, tickle in my throat. Um, I just realized those things are, you know, they're... at the end of the day, that's someone's job, right? Like, they're actually, like, a self-help, like, speaker, author. They're going to do whatever it takes to make money. And um, I'm being very honest. Like, I do want to write this into a book and publish it to make money. But it's also, like, a personal goal of being a self-author, um, a published author one day. But, you know, it's the same thing. Like, they are doing all those things. They hold all those seminars to make money. And then they act like 
their life is like so perfect, but you don't realize that all of those like self-help authors, I mean, there are a few that are very good, but the ones that I used to like listen to, I just sort of realized that they all came from privileged backgrounds. I mean, they were born in America. They grew up in a, you know, a privileged family. Like they had access to a lot of things that a lot of people don't have access to, especially those that have immigrated from a different country and have really like really worked their way up to become like middle class people or, you know, even upper middle class. Like they've done something like my parents have and they've taught me values. You know, I'm a hardworking woman. Like I was not born here. Um, I came here at the age of seven, you know, right before a couple months before the 9-11 attacks. My parents, they both held graduate degrees. My dad worked at Dunkin' Donuts with an MBA, you know, 12 hour shifts just so he can earn money to feed us. We didn't even have a car like he used to walk to work and it was like snowing, you know, and so these are just things that I appreciate about my family. And I know that I have all of these great values and ethics from my parents. So that that's what I'm trying to say is the difference between like me trying to sit here and talk to you about like self-help and motivating you versus somebody who Um, does not come from an ethnic background and was born in America and grew up in this American culture, you know, who may not have just like a diverse set of experiences like me um, that I just feel like don't really relate to what a lot of people are going through. um, Because let's be honest, like America is a melting pot. There's a lot of people here from different countries and it's a very diverse country. So um, anyways, I was going off on a rant <laughs> and let me get back to like where I was like going with uh, reinventing yourself after trauma. But, um, you know, I just don't like any of those like self-help authors that I used to listen to. And the thing is that I used to like fall for their advice all of the time and it's funny because the advice that they were giving me I felt was relatable at that time um and I thought they had all the answers um to like reinvent themselves but I just realized it was like a bunch of phony (laughs) like bullshit like say a prayer recite a prayer and just believe in yourself and that's just not like how life works. Like life is so hard. And so I used to fall for that. And I just felt like that's not like how you reinvent yourself. And like, I keep asking myself, do you know how to reinvent yourself after trauma? And like, to be honest, I don't, but I'm writing this chapter about it anyways. Um, But I do know that maybe like the way to reinvent yourself is to just probably like chill the fuck out and let life flow. Um, And that's coming from a person that used to be anxious about like everything and 
wanting to know about the future because I was so afraid of like uncertainty and like I wanted to be very calculated in every single step in my life and then I realized that it was just like too much pressure for me and I just really wanted to let go and just accept the fact that life is like not perfect but that's the perfection of life and I'm sorry if my work phone keeps going off with emails but like how many of you have ever thought that after trauma like you automatically have to like fix yourself and find the answer I mean that's pretty much true out of all of us you know like when a problem comes we automatically seek the solution um our mind is racing our heart is racing we want to know like how do we fix this you know how do we get ourselves out of the situation what's next for us you know and it's almost sometimes we are afraid to even admit to ourselves that we have this problem um and we can't accept those like negative feelings that arise like when we're triggered right because we're automatically like looking for a solution we're automatically looking for a way to get out of the problem to wash ourselves of these like nasty feelings and you know let go and the thing is like I'm not perfect but I have recognized that in my imperfection I am sort of perfect you like that like I'm authentic I am triggered, I do have trauma, you know, I've come to this conclusion that life is hard, it's not roses all the time, um, I am optimistic and positive, yet I am pessimistic, and I love it, you know, I'm like fighting, like flowing and fighting, and that's pushing me forward in my life, and I'm inauthentically authentic, if you know what that means. Do you know what I mean? Like, on a soul level, your true self is an existence, just raw, and everything is an illusion. But in human form, when I recognize that I have trauma and problems, I am being myself. You know, I'm not always looking for a fix. I am looking to flow. I'm looking to be at ease with myself and my problems and my feelings. I can speak up sometimes, but I like to write. I may not, I may speak on this podcast, but I have a hard time public speaking. I have social anxiety, yet I have a lot of friends too. I am my parents' daughter. I'm a sister. I am a friend. I'm a fighter. I'm a lover. I'm very passionate. I'm loud, but soft. All of these labels, I am. This is how you reinvent yourself after trauma and how I reinvented myself after trauma. I just let myself be who I am meant to be. There's no right and wrong, and you eventually end up being who you are destined to be. But you have to be authentic in that process. If you're going to be fake, admit your fakeness. Maybe that's just who you are. 
and that's being authentic. The lesson is that we aren't ever going to get it right. And when we sort of do, that's the time for us to leave this earth, I believe. What we can do right now from this day on is accept life as it is and remove the pressure that we put on ourselves. We can flow through our days. We can live with our trauma because each day, month, and year, that trauma will get bigger. It will go back and get smaller or it will just be something new or it will disappear and show up again. And it's always there as we struggle through life or flow through life. You know, no one is right and we are just human. So we might as well live humanly in an authentic way. Maybe we just stop reinventing ourselves and be to be who others want us to be and take control of where our life is heading. Eventually, you'll realize there is a place for you here. And reinventing yourself after trauma is just another illusion. One day, you will come to terms with it is what it is. And just be happy or sad, but you'll be yourself. Thank you guys for listening today um, on this beautiful, bright, sunny Thursday morning um, from Chicago. Um, I hope you all have a great week and a great start to your long 4th of July weekend. Um, Until next time, stay safe, be happy, be yourself, and just let go. Take care. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Step Back and Receive podcast. If you like what we talked about today, please provide a rating or hit subscribe. For a more personal connection, make sure to reach out or follow me on Instagram at Sarah Lalji. I'll see y'all next time. Have a wonderful day and remember to keep receiving. Thanks, guys. Thank you.